Often I talk about running a business in alignment and creating a business around your why, your values, your needs, and in alignment with who you are. This is an ongoing journey. The further you dig into learning more about yourself, whether it be through self-reflection, meditation, human design, or whatever means fits into your world, the more you'll begin to unpack what works for you in your business and what you're still holding onto because of your conditioning or what others have told you works. It takes time to drop other people's business practices that don't serve you and then lean into showing up in a way that you want to run your business. To give you an example of something that recently clicked for me, I ditched wait lists. Yes, every business guru will tell you to build anticipation, to create hype around your product or service, but I would much rather have a conversation with the person who would have otherwise been on a waitlist email sequence, allowing written words or a recorded video to explain my story to them and tell them more about me on a pretty impersonal level. When really what I want is to learn more about them, to learn more about you, my fellow RDs, to have genuine conversation, to learn about those big scary goals and see if we'd be a good fit. Not to work together one-on-one, but rather to see if our values align, if we vibe, and how that other RD could contribute to the collective mind within the mastermind. Running a business that feels good to you and supports you 100% takes a shit ton of internal work. It can take time. There's no right or wrong way to do business. There's just your way. Especially when you're building a business around your uniqueness, your values, and your life. It's the right way for you. So all of that to say, drop the blueprints. Drop the quote, it worked for me, so it's gotta work for you mentality. Do your best to lean into your innate power through your human design, to harness your uniqueness, and to run a business that feels 100 fucking percent you. I created a free masterclass that'll help guide you through determining your zones of genius, your uniqueness, and your human design, so that you can unleash your superpowers. You'll leave the masterclass with actionable steps to be able to harness that power. The link is in the show notes to download. Since we're talking about running a business your way and doing things your way, whether you're a solopreneur or you're working for someone else, creating the life you want is totally doable. And today's guest, Jen Giles, RDN, is an amazing example of that. She's a board certified specialist in sports dietetics, and she's owned and operated her own business for over 23 years. She's also the mom of four and a triathlete. And really quick to note, before she was in business, She was making her own rules, even working for someone else. Let's dive into this conversation. Welcome, Jen Giles, to the podcast. I am so stoked to have you here. I am so excited to be here. This is so much fun. Cool. Well, let's jump into the three most important questions before we get started. Are you cool with that? Okay. I'm totally cool with that. Awesome. Okay. One, what is your bucket list travel destination? Uh, I love this question. I I'm, I'm putting Australia top of that list, but, and I've been there a couple of times, so it's not like I haven't been there, but my bucket list is to bring my kids there because they have not been there. Very cool. So I was just talking to them about this last night. Actually, we're like, if we win the lottery, we're all going to Australia. It's just just a beautiful, beautiful place. And it's so unique and different and the weather's awesome. So I want my kids to see it in our winter or in their winter or in our summer or their summer. Do you have a preference? Oh, so we're year? opposite. Yes. So I'm a summer girl. So okay. I would have to go there summer. Okay. Fair. <laughs> All right. Question two. What is your favorite food ever? 
Uh, this is a tough one because I like so many different kinds of foods. But like if I was just going to pick one, and this is going to sound so boring to all the dietitians out there, but I love like a good pasta primavera mm-hmm. with chicken. Like it's just the best of both worlds. First of all, it's easy to cook. <laughs> and second of all, it has everything you need in one bowl. So it's it's good to go. Lots of flavors oh, and yeah. it just fills me up and satisfies me. I feel like you can go in so many different ways with that. So I feel like that's a totally acceptable answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. And then last but not least, coffee or cocktails? Oh, again, I'm going to sound so boring. So I've been for for 30 years, I was a coffee drinker until COVID started. And then for some reason, I just switched to green tea. And now I just can't. I just that's all I drink. Green tea. Green tea and water. Okay, hydration. So boring, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll come out for cocktails for sure. But if I was to choose one, it would be green tea. Okay, (laughs) that's totally fair. All right. Now that we know basically everything about you, your hopes, dreams, aspirations, goals. (laughs) All the important things. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a little bit about your journey as an RD and how it got you to where you're at now. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was, um, in college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I was a psychology major, which I really enjoyed studying psych, but I knew I didn't really want to do that for a living. So after college, well, during college, I'll back, back up a little bit during college, I started running competitively. I just, and I wasn't running for my college. I just did it on my own and started running races and fell in love with it. And then I went to this career services talk. And the speaker said, you know, no matter what you do, just find something you love to do and make a job out of it. Cool. So I was like, okay, well, I love running and I love eating healthy, which is, which was new to me in college. I was not a runner or a healthy eater before that. So it was new and exciting. And I was trying to soak up everything. So I was like, this is what I'm going to do because not only can I help people do kind of what I figured out, but I can also keep doing it myself, yeah. you know, and just make sure that I stay healthy for a long time. So then I switched my track to nutrition. So I went and got my master's in exercise physiology first. And then when I was there, I tagged on a second master's in nutrition. And then from there, it kind of just snowballed, you know, and then I knew I wanted to open a private practice. I have entrepreneurial tendencies. So (laughs) I just wanted to be my own boss and I did other things along the way to pay the bills. And, you know, I got married. My husband was in, in school still. So I needed a real job in health sure. insurance. So I worked in hospitals and clinics and all that kind of stuff, which was great experience. And I don't regret it at all. But I always knew I wanted to work with athletes in a private practice setting. So and little by little, my business grew over time. I was able to do that full time. And now I'm on my 23rd year of owning my private practice. That is awesome. Yeah. That's super fun. I know. Okay. So you followed your passion like pretty early on. That was like the big, I guess, differentiating factor between being a psych major and doing what you're doing now. Would you say that that's like the key to it all and like still being happy, like in a private practice 23 years later? I think so. I mean, for me, yes, definitely. I'm not so sure if that would be the case for everyone. For sure. I just, I was a little bit selfish. Honestly, I was training for marathons at the time. And I said, I need a job that would allow me to, to be able to get my long runs in whenever I want. <laughs> I <love laughs> and not just at 5am on a Saturday morning. Like I need to do that maybe on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. So I kind of worked 
my training around creating this profession and that that's how it happened. And it does make me happy. And I think that that's why I've been in the profession so long because I've been able to balance, you know, my own training, my own joy of, of running and triathlon. And I also have four kids. So I was also able, which was super important to me to be able to be here. My office is my home and put the kids on the bus or go in and do mystery reader, you know, in elementary school, <laughs> yeah. pick them up when they're sick, all that kind of stuff. Like that was a priority to me too. So building a business around all of those was forefront of my mind and all of that made me joyful in my business. Yeah. So it, that was key. I think creating a business based off of like your desires, your wants, your needs isn't selfish. I mean, maybe you came at it with like an early 20 year old, like selfish mentality, but like, that's really the way we should be doing it. Right. Not necessarily like fitting ourselves into this box because we're all different. We all have different goals and not everyone's blueprint of a business is going to fit our lives. If anything, our lives as entrepreneurs, at least need to be able to fit into our business and vice versa. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's times where it does take over your life because there's things you have to get done and it can get a little sketchy, but, but overall big picture. Yeah. And looking back, I don't regret doing any of that because I think it's just worked out for the best in the long run for everyone, for me, for my athletes that I work with, for my family, like it really has balanced everything for me. Definitely. So tell me a little bit about, I guess, the drive to become an entrepreneur. It sounds like you've always wanted that. But what was that transition like from having to have that full-time clinical job to being able to do your private practice full-time? Because I feel like a lot of times as young RDs, at least, we compare ourselves like our chapter one to someone's chapter 20, you know? So like you've been in the Mm -hmm. game a hot minute. I would love to know what that transition period realistically looked like for you, balancing your joys, your family, and then making that transition full-time. Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, I think it was just always a part of what I, I was laughing with my mom recently. She found a card that I had made, you know, in her laundry room or something. But I used to make greeting cards when I was young and sell them to all my neighbors. I love that. And the funny thing is I was not a good artist. Like, they're really <laughs> terrible. But people would buy them because I would go door to door and sell them. And they, they saw this little girl pigtails come up. And, of course, you're going to buy a greeting card from a little girl pigtails. And uh, But I always knew that, like, I wanted to do stuff and sell things and and be my own boss pretty much and kind of call my own shots. So when I did get these jobs after grad school or even during grad school, I worked too, I would always go in with a mindset, like I'm going to make my own position. I'm going to make my own hours. So I would go, and I don't know why I had the guts to do this, but I would go in and be like, okay, well, those hours don't work for me. So can I work? I remember going to the hospital and being like, oh, no, I can't do nine to five. I'm not available because, you know, and I would make up some excuse, like I had clients on the side, which I did, but they were at my own time, yeah. right? I'd be like, I have to work 12 to eight instead. Yeah. And, you know, as a young 20 year old, because I wanted to get my run in in the morning yeah. and run, shower, eat, all that kind of stuff, right? And, and schedule my clients. So, and they would always say yes. they will be like, okay. Sure. That's awesome. 12 to eight. I worked at, I worked at a Medicare clinic. So they're like, yeah, we would actually really like somebody to work the late shift for nutrition services. So I was like, great. Sign me up. And then I did that again when I was in, uh, cor- I worked in corporate fitness for a while too. I did the same thing. I would just make my own hours and be like, okay, well, I'm going to come in at 10 a.m. <laughs> instead that. of eight. And they were like, okay. 
So I was kind of still being my own boss, even though I was working for someone else. And then I would make up my own jobs in there. I'd be like, you know what? I think we need to do lunch and learn lectures. And they're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it was just kind of this thing that was always inside of me. But then once I realized, and logistics have a lot to do with it. Like we moved and my husband, you know, graduated school and got a job. So we relocated. A lot of those things came into play. But at the end of the day, I knew that once I left full time and I knew I wasn't in there for the long haul either. Like I knew I wasn't going to be in corporate fitness for 30 years. I knew I wasn't going to be in the hospital for 30 years. I always knew it was a stepping stone. So I think in my mind, it was easy to walk away because I always knew I was going to walk away. I was just using that to learn. And I learned a ton. Trust me, I learned a ton in in all the jobs that I had. But I always took everything I learned and like popped it in the back of my brain saying, I'm going to use this in my private practice. Connection, collaboration, growth, and true community. Those are just a few of the amazing aspects of coming together within the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind. This is a space for RDs to really hone in on their uniqueness to gain different perspectives from fellow RDs within the field, to think outside the box for their businesses, and to truly lean into their human design, what makes them amazingly unique, and all within a space where we can respect each other's human design, allow for different perspectives, and bring about new ideas for our businesses and ways we can show up that feel 100% us. So if you're down to embrace your human design, embrace your uniqueness, put a little bit of woo in what you do, check out the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind. I have a session starting in a few weeks, but also respecting my human design, I've decided to open up future sessions as well. So maybe you want to plan a little bit into the future and rather than sticking you on a wait list, I would love to have that conversation with you. And then we can find a time that's going to work with your life, with your lifestyle and everything that you have going on to come together in this mastermind setting so that you can really hone in on your uniqueness, using your human design, and leveling up in your space, all while connecting with amazing fellow RDs. The link to chat about the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind is in the show notes. I can't wait to talk to you. Yeah, I think... So I didn't have a difficult time leaving at all. That's totally fair. I love that it, I, I love that it progressed. Also, I love that you were super ballsy, and you were like, nope, this is what I want. <laughs> For the RDs out there who are still like working for someone else or enjoy working for someone else, but want a little bit more flexibility, be ballsy. What do you have to lose? Literally nothing. Yeah, the worst thing, this, yeah, the worst thing they can say is no, you know? I mean, I've, I did ask for some things that they said no, and I was like, okay. So I just came up with something else. But if you want something, just go ask. Most of the times they'll say yes, because it's going to be a creative, different idea that they didn't think of. So they're going to say, oh yeah, that sounds cool. Let's give it a try. That's the other thing they said a lot. It's okay. Let's give it a try. See if it works. If it doesn't work, you know, whatever, if it works, it could be something long-term, you know? So there's always creativity involved too. Yeah. And just because they've been doing something for 10 plus years or even longer, doesn't mean that they don't necessarily want someone's new, bright, fresh opinion, right? Especially if you're super energetic, like a fresh RD coming in, why not yeah, guys? Yeah. Yeah. I think if somebody came to me, like I have interns that work with me now and they come up with awesome ideas and I was like, wow, I would have never thought about that. Exactly. You know, so people are always willing to be open-minded like that, especially when it comes to a business situation. I love that. Very cool. Okay. So now that you have been in business for 
almost two, well, more than two decades. Baller, by the way. <laughs> Don't sigh. So I feel like that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know what what you would have done differently along the way or what you have really enjoyed along the way, like the learning process, maybe both. Mm. Wow. I probably would have done a lot differently, but I'm just not sure that I could have or should have done a lot differently because I feel like I learned so much doing all the things wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think I would have hopped on like social media and technology earlier. Okay. Uh, if if I had the, the chance. What was now, the my excuse for that, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> my excuse for that is I, I was just raising these four kids. I had no time to learn all that stuff, yeah. you know, and it was so new to me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll share my age with you. I'm 49. So when I, I didn't even have, you know, an email until after grad school or I didn't even have, you know, I learned the internet probably in my early 20s which, you know, growing up now, my kids have had a phone since the sixth grade, you know what I mean? So like, it's just, it was different learning curves and there wasn't a lot available early on either. There wasn't Facebook or Instagram, like that didn't happen until years later, probably 10 years into my business. But if I had hopped on it right away, I feel like my reach could have been further, but you know, hindsight's 2020. We didn't know the internet was going to be what it is today and run our lives, you know? So, because I'm having a lot of fun with that now, because <laughs> I think it just makes it lighter. And, you know, I work with a lot of athletes. So some of them are high school and college athletes and they're all on social media all day long and it's fun. So hopping into their world there is a great way to connect with them and educate them, Yeah, which didn't, which just wasn't available in the beginning of my practice. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm having fun with now. Does that mean you're on TikTok? I am. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, I also have four teenagers, so it's a little bit easier because they can they can give me ideas and help me out a little bit. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, so then what is I guess maybe what has surprised you most that you've learned over the past twenty plus years? Ah, surprised me most, nutrition wise and client wise, probably that how much people really don't know about nutrition. It's funny if I had like a penny for everybody that said I know what to eat, I just don't do it. And then you sit down in a session with them and you realize they really don't know a whole lot at all. They know a lot of fluff that they've read in magazines or on websites or heard from their friends. Um, But the basic stuff that's been around forever, you know, what's a protein? (laughs) How do I, how do I, you know, create a meal, balanced meal? People really don't understand the basic science of nutrition and how it really enhances your physiology. So I think that there's a big disconnect between, or I should not even say disconnect, an opportunity for RDs to educate people on the basics. Like I think we get so caught up in, okay, this supplement and this supplement and this superfood and and this new recipe, but people just really don't know the basics. So I think to simplify it for them is really, really important. Girl, I am all about simplifying it. For me, it's more so in the food world, like making it taste good, making cooking it super easy. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, if we don't have that foundation down in whatever we're doing, you really can't take it to that next step. So I 100% agree with simplification, 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 whether it be nutrition, food, athlete related, whatever that may be. 
Yeah. Cause then people will do it. You know, if it's simple, they're going to do it. It's a, it's a great tool to change habits. If something's really complicated, that habit change is going to take a really long time. If it's simple, it's going to click really quickly. I was just talking to another RD, something very similar about that. And she, Oh really? Yeah. Cool. And she referenced uh, a person who like wrote a book regarding this. Like there's actual studies on this. Like the more oh, simple wow. you can make it, like if you, if you say like, add X, Y, and Z to your diet, but they're like, not really sure how. And then if you're like add a boiled egg every morning, they're like, Oh, I can do that. You know, like the more simple you can make it for them, the better. So yeah. Simple and specific for sure. Just like your egg example. That's great. Exactly. As far as business goes, I know we talked about like not implementing social media early enough, but I would love to know, did you have coaches along the way? Were business coaches a thing when you first started out? Or do you feel like you wish you would have had one? I would love your insight on this. Mm, Yeah, I don't think they were a thing. They might have been a thing, but I had no idea they were a thing. You know, I was just kind of out there on my own. And that's like a tough thing, I think, for RDs in private practice is you're really on an island by yourself, especially if you don't work with other RDs. I did feel for many years that I was just kind of out there by myself and I didn't have any coaches. Every once in a while, I would team up with another RD and and brainstorm and kind of do like, you know, weekly check-in calls to see how things were going and if you, if you had any ideas. Yeah. But it wasn't really that we were collaborating on anything. It was just kind of we were touching base. Masterminding. Kind of just supporting. Yeah, masterminding, supporting each other. But that kind of like came and went over the years. So it wasn't really anything long-term consistent for me, really just kind of out here on my own (laughs) for for good or for worse. That's how I've managed it. That's baller. Cause I know that, I mean, as a solopreneur in any industry, it's really hard when you don't have support, you do feel like you're on your own. So I love that you were able to find RDs even if it was for short periods of time to like help you find that pivot point and make it through to the next stage or whatever, finding mm-hmm. someone that you can talk to and like talk things through, I think helps. It's, it's really, really valuable for someone. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's everything. It's so great. And guys out there, a mastermind I think is really valuable. So like, even if it is just you and someone else and it's not like something that you're paying for, find someone in your industry in someone else's industry and just, check in on a weekly basis, keep yourself accountable. And it's really going to help push you and your business to the next level. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The accountability is huge. And it's just like, we're, we're holding our clients accountable for behavior changes. It's the same thing. We're just doing it on a professional level. And it's so helpful because you can set goals for yourself. You can help the other people in your mastermind set goals for themselves And again, you could just brainstorm and you can create so many more ideas than you would ever think of just by verbalizing them to another person. Definitely. And if you need a little fire under your ass for the accountability, give your friend your credit card number and exchange credit card numbers. And if you don't get your shit done, they'll charge your credit card. (gasps) That's a great idea. Oh, wow. I've done it with that. And it's scary. It definitely lights a fire under your butt. Ooh, Wow. I would think so. I would get some work done. Very motivating. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jen, I would love to know how, how how do you like to collab now that you are a baller on social media? How do you like to collab with fellow RDs? Oh, I don't know if I'm a baller, but thank you. (laughs) I'm just learning and stumbling along the way. But um, I love to do like IG lives or Facebook lives, or um, I've even done some co- 
like creating some graphics together, like whether it be, um, for example, I'm having a sports psychologist on my Instagram tomorrow, and we're going to talk about, you know, how psych obviously is important in sports performance, but how it's also important in creating behavior change for nutrition behaviors. So, and so we're going to create, we're going to do an IG live, but we're also going to create some graphics to go along with it. So like fun little things like that, just to show that it's not just me, like, sending nutrition messages on my Instagram all the time, but more from different angles, you know, whether it be psych or whether it be someone who's specializing in GI nutrition, because there's many athletes who have GI issues or weight loss, or I should say weight management instead of weight loss. Yeah. Um, That's how I love to do it because I think it's fun and light and people like video now and Mm -hmm. like hearing people talk and seeing people's faces. So I think that that's my favorite way to collaborate. Awesome. Well, GIRDs, uh, weight management RDs, all of you guys, Jen is going to be a really cool person to collab with out there in the interweb space, perhaps even do a TikTok dance together. I can see that in your future. (laughs) Absolutely. So fun. Where can people reach you? Um, the best place right now is probably Instagram. Just DM me on DM me rather on Instagram at Jen Giles Eat for Sport. That's the best place. But I'm also on TikTok at Eat for Sport, so you can also hit me up there or Facebook. I run a free Facebook group for athletes, coaches, and parents of athletes, and that group is called the Sports Nutrition Hub. So you could also just join that group and message me on there as well. Sweet. All right, Jen, it has been a pleasure. I'm so happy that you came on to chat and thanks. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much for having me. Real talk. Isn't Jen a badass making her own hours while working for someone else and then realizing how she wanted to run her business, show up for her family. And I think this is a really important takeaway. You don't have to be in private practice to Live your life your way by your rules, by your values. I think if you're strong in your values and you're strong in what you want, not only for yourself, but for your business, for your growth within the field, then stay stay strong in that and bring it up to your boss, your supervisor, whoever it may be, if you aren't working for yourself and be assertive, be true to who you are, be true to what you want and That I think is the biggest takeaway from this, right? To like live and lean into your power and not be scared. All right, let's do a quick recap. One, no matter what you do, find something you love and make a job out of it. Two, be ballsy. Go into a job with a mindset that you can create your own position and your own hours. What do you have to lose? Three, simplify it. Remember to get back down to basics with your clients to ensure that they have a strong nutrition knowledge foundation upon which to build. As I mentioned at the top of the show, if you are interested in learning more about how to harness your superpowers, how to find your superpowers within your zones of genius, your zones of excellence, and to really harness those through human design, check out the masterclass I created for you. The download is in the show notes. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening this week. I hope that this has inspired you to connect and collab with fellow RDs and to give you the much-needed chutzpah to do things on your own, your own way. We have so much we can learn from each other and share, and I encourage you to connect with a fellow RD this week. All the links from today's show are in the show notes. Sending you all the good vibes, and we'll chat next week. Oh yeah, if you love this podcast and know another RD who would love it too, share it with them, and if you'd be so kind, to leave a review 
in Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show a ton. And if you're an RD and want to be on the podcast, I'm taking season two applications now. The link to apply is also in the show notes. Mm-hmm.